Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. We're excited to be back with you today. This is the show where we tackle relevant issues and we do it from a younger perspective and a slightly not so young perspective. And that's how we define Dave go. these days. Because I know old people. So we people. don't offend him because he knows old people. He's not old himself. I'm not old. I know Even old though he people. has a nice booming voice. That's right. But I know old people. I Are, know them. You know them because they're surrounding you because That's you're right. part I of that generation. Them. I know them. I visit them yeah. in places. Every day. No, <laughs> not every day, but I do visit them. <laughs> My brother's older than me. Slightly. So he's old. That's true. He's, Are you old? No. Because you're the younger brother. Not until I get to be his age. Ha 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 ha. That's tricky. It is because I'm never going to be his age. So I'm always the younger brother when I'm with him. Well, and that's, you know, I'm the youngest as well. So all you got to do is define yourself by the youngest and that's you're right. the younger one. And I you're mean, never old. And you're never old. See? So, so we're, but this it, should be younger, someday, younger obviously, if something happens to him or, you know, then I have to get old. Yes. But at this point, he's still alive and well. And I don't get old because I'm the younger brother. And I look at him and go, well, I'm not as old as he is. Did he pick on you when you guys were younger? Oh, I'm sure he did. But I probably ignored it. Oh, even if he had a, like in a headlock and give us giving you a noogie. No, I, we used to do things that boys do that today would land you somewhere you shouldn't be. Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, you know what? You know how you know how dangerous things are. I mean, when I see boys do something when they're fifteen years old or something, I think, oh, please, they don't understand some of the ramifications of what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were some uh, boys in Michigan who were throwing rocks off of a viaduct and killed somebody. That's not wise. No, it's really not. It's kind of tragic. But, you know, as, as bad as it sounds when I say this, they were bo- these were boys that got out of control. Yeah. And the way they got out of control was totally unacceptable. And it, re- it actually has ramifications to somebody else's life as it destroyed life. Right. And I would encourage anyone that's listening that's younger, please control those moments. Touche. You know, control those moments. There, there are other things that people have done that you look back in history and you did them when you were young and it's like, oh, that was funny, but. But, indeed. Yeah, there are ramifications. So I, I really so want to So you're saying with, with age comes wisdom. There, a little bit. Yeah, what a little what bit. is wisdom, Dave? You know, wisdom, I think, is being able to have enough experiences in life to make wise decisions. Okay. And sometimes if you look at a young person, the only thing they lack is experience. Yep. They have a, a mind that works sharp and they have, um, you know, circumstances just like everybody else. But what they're lacking is years of just experience. Life experience. Yeah, that's it. Practical life. Yeah, that you got to apply. Yeah. And the way that you accelerate that is by hanging around with somebody who has experience. Right. And that's what we lack a lot of times. Think of it this way. If, um, how old is Aiden, your son? My son is four, a little over four. Okay, so let's say he goes to, to preschool all day, hangs out with four-year-olds. Yep. All right. How much wisdom do four-year-olds have? Uh, not much. No, they just have a lot of energy. Yes. Yeah, so they can do things that you look at and shake your head and go, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say that he's he, he, four years old. He hangs out with four-year-olds all day. So when he comes home, Let's just say you're not there, and he brings a bunch of four-year-olds and plays with them outside, which is not evil. No. Playing with four-year-olds. You call him in for supper. He has supper. He goes back out and plays with four-year-olds after supper. Yep. Then he goes to bed. Who's influencing this young man? 
the four-year-old. Exactly. That's the main influence in his life. And then we wonder why they make silly decisions. Right. There, there really should. Historically, there has been uh, more involvement in intergenerational family activity. Historically. Yes. Right, right. And we haven't done that. We've segmented pretty well in our culture in the year, in this year and, and probably beyond. The, the segmentation causes problems. It causes generations to lack wisdom. So let's say that you and I were sitting around, you know, we don't have television. We're back in the you know, little house on the prairie days or whatever. Little it house might be. on the prairie. I bet you I just finished playing my listening fiddle. Listening that don't even you know? know what that reference yeah. is. I, I do. I just I just finished playing my fiddle, you know, and and uh, and you were tapping your knee, you know, that kind of thing. And we're looking at a fire, and we got to go slop the hogs, and we got to go do this, and we got to do that. Slop the hogs. And you might do that with me or Grandpa or or Uncle or whoever, Bill right. or somebody. And, and in that process, you're really intermingling with yeah. people who have experience, and you're learning much quicker. Right. Uh, the what we have done in our, in our systems, in our churches, and in our schools, I think has limited our, our ability to be wise people. Because we've separated out all of the ages in their own age. We have. And, and we don't really work at this intermingling kind of thing. Right. And I can even see that a little bit starting, I mean, well... A couple of different factors, but a lot of people don't know how to communicate, especially my age, you know, and even younger. And part of that is due because of, you know, social media and all that sort of stuff as well, is that they're losing that. But part of that is because they don't hang out with people other than their own peers. All right. And so then when it comes to interacting with somebody that's older than them or even younger than them, it's almost like there's a loss because it's just like, what, what commonality do I have? When in reality, there's tons of commonality because like, say, for instance, Dave, you've lived life. You've been in my, you know, however many years ago, I won't say how many, you know, you were sitting in my shoes in the same place. And so you've done what I've done. And it would be silly not for you to share the things that you learned in my situation to try to make me successful, you know. And And that's the thing I think people miss out is that at the end of the day, it's not that you're trying to impose on me as an older person rules or or things I shouldn't do. It's saying, you know what? I was in your shoes and I was going through the same thing and I, and this is how it worked out and it wasn't a good thing. So it, take this advice and try to do it differently so that you could be more successful. And I think that's the part of wisdom that we miss sometimes. Yeah, we do miss it. And not only do we miss it, we miss it intentionally. That's right. the sad part. Yeah. Because here's, you've been here at Silver Birch Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute. There is no real um, age gap here. Right. You do your job. Right. I join you at right. times. You join me at times. Right. We actually lean on each other's age and experience for whatever we're doing. Right. Um, and that's important. We have Todd who works on our YouTube channel, and he, he basically does things. And, and I'll come in and say, hey, I got this idea, but then I'll wait for him and say, how do you do that? Yeah. Why? Because I have an idea that comes from my years of experience, but I don't have the communication skills of somebody that's 20 years old. Right. You know, or in their 20s. So let's combine the two. Right. Let's see what happens now. And all of a sudden you guys are, are almost teaching each other and encouraging each other Absolutely. because you've done some things, but then he's done some things because he's younger and things have changed since a little yeah. bit since And then. not only that, there's, there's tremendous, I think there's a reason why as you get older, there's certain things that hurt you, like your back, you know what I mean, and, and other things. Right. Um, I, was, I was laughing about it with my brother because he called me and said, hey, I think you're roof on your house needs to be redone. And I go, yeah, right, I'm going to do that. You know, <laughs> when I was younger, 
I right. did. I would carry shingles up on the roof and I would throw them down. And, and my job actually was to carry shingles. I mean, that's what I did. Right. Yeah. But, you know, right now, man, my hip hurts, my back hurts. I can't see myself carrying shingles all day. But here's that what, almost sounds like a wrap. Yeah, it does. Actually. <laughs> what are, yeah. Uh, is that like a wrap, like a hot dog in a sandwich? <laughs> yes. Just like that. <laughs> there you go. You're Let's show the generational differences here. <laughs> um, so, you know, but what I was thinking was, you know what? Perhaps God made it that way because what you have to do is you have to combine with some younger people. Yeah. You have to, to do the work. You oh, can't, absolutely. You can't keep doing it yourself. For example, you know, say if I needed my house down my roof, you know, I've never roofed before, but I can, I can carry shingles. I could do that. But if I were so to partner, somebody, I, would, I would partner with you who's done a roof before right? and I'd be like, hey, let's figure this out. And all of a sudden now we could both do it. And then you'd be like, hey, well, come and help me do my roof. And I'm right. like, all right. Or we, we did this when you were trying to learn how to chop down a tree with it. Oh, that's right. You taught me how to use a chainsaw. So I just went over there and said, well, here's how you do it and watched you do it. Yep. But now you can do it. Right. And now it's just a matter of practice and doing it. So someday you'll teach your kids how to do it. Yep. And that's how you spread wisdom because it's applied knowledge. I could have drawn it out on a piece of paper for you and said, here's how you use a chainsaw. Right. Or I could come over there and just say, let's do this. Here's what you want to worry about. Here's what you want to be excited about. I mean, let's do this and then have you do it while I'm watching. Right. So that, you know, you can do it right. But there's no substitute for experience. Right. I mean, right. I, I, I got to give you the experience. Right. While you do it. And you must, I'll bet you right now you feel a whole lot more confident cutting trees down. Oh, yeah. Because sure. you've done it now several times. Right, right. So really, I'm not hurt by that. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I think we were successful then. Right. Now, I don't have to be there. And really, I know that now what you need is experience. Go out there and cut things down. Right. Enjoy it. And I would say that it's easy for me as a millennial to take advice like on, on skill things like that because it makes sense. We, you know, and I want to try to transition this into more practical things, too, because I think we would agree on a lot of the skill set sort of things. But one thing I want, I want to dialogue, too, about is is even the, the things that are a little bit more abstract, like like biblical knowledge, right. you know, and, and life principles, you know, I think that's, that's where it almost gets a little bit harder for wisdom to be passed along because it's like, you know, trying to give advice on, on even lifestyle choices or, or how to approach situations in life. You know, I feel like that's a little bit more vague when it comes to wisdom because it's like, is it just your opinion or are you trying to give me wisdom? Absolutely. You know, and I think that we face that nowadays. I mean, our world screwed up. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm trying to figure out this whole insurance and, thing. And we handed it to you. Oh yeah, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank very, you. very yeah. good. And I don't even know what we're going to hand the next generation. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, it, it's it's all over the news at the moment. Right. You know, it's 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 this insurance stuff, the Obamacare, the healthcare marketplace. You know, and it's just trying to meander the maze of of whatever that is. And like, I'm confused. Yeah. You know, because it's like it's no matter what you do, it doesn't seem like you can find the right thing. And I know I've been very helpful to you. Oh, you've been tremendously helpful because I've said I'm confused too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. You know, but in it, you did offer some wisdom and I was encouraged by it, you know, because you kind of took a step back from the practicality of it and it says, you know what, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you mean? It does matter because if something happens, I got to go get yep. health coverage, yep. you know, and, and, and you reminded me that it's life is more important than whether or not you have health insurance because we have somebody that actually provides better health insurance than this world has to offer. Yeah. You know, and it's like, aha, silly, silly, you know, you know, the typical response is, all right, you gave me the God card, right? Yeah. yeah. But, know, but, but even more than that, I gave you the card that says, you know, I, I was in your position. Right. And 
what happened is I said to myself, you know, probably if I'm alive 10 years from now, I'll be alive 10 years from now. And I probably would have eaten and everything. And, and that's exactly what happened. Right. And the things that were so pressing on me at the moment yeah. were not pressing at that moment. Right. And that'll happen to you, I promise. Right. It'll be, yeah, this healthcare thing's really a bummer. I mean, it's hard to understand. It's right. hard to figure out. It's hard to plan for. But you can do it, and you'll be around probably 10 years from now. If you, if you don't die some weird way or something, you know, you'll be around, and you'll look back on it and go, oh, yeah, ultimately, I needed to trust in God because right. the healthcare plan has now changed in 10 years 10 times. Right, right, and it's going to change. It's so if I'm putting my hope in that, right, it's going to change. And I think in, in our second half of the program, we, we need to talk about the importance of putting your hope in the right spot. Right. And I think that's the challenge. And I think that's where wisdom then, I mean, that's the core of wisdom. Yep. You know, especially as believers, it's trying to figure out, all right, where do I put, at the end of the day, where am I, where am I putting my trust? You know, what am I, what am I putting all my chips on at the end of the day. Because if you're putting it in healthcare, if you're putting your hope right now right. in healthcare, right. you are going to be one sorry person. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Right. Because I'm looking at the same thing. Yeah. And I am totally confused. Right. And I have done this stuff for 60 years. Yeah. And I'm still confused. <laughs> so, right. you know, there's got to be a solution to where you can actually be confused and admit that, but go on whistling and tune and enjoy life. I, right. I'm not saying we're going to unconfuse things, right? but but there's got to be a way to go through confusion. And there's got to be a way to live your life in such a way that you you could be content with that. Exactly. Because I think it's easy for us to to say it, but it's a different thing to live that. Absolutely. And I, I want to jump into that in the second half of this program. So as you guys are tracking with us, listening to us, uh, we, we just want to take a quick break here. Um, this is Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we'll be right back after this quick break. See you in a second. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we've been talking about wisdom on this episode and how to uh, just, what's the purpose behind it? What is wisdom and how do you apply it to your life? And we kind of ended off the segment right before the break talking about um, doing it more on a, on a practical scale in, in regards to, I mean, we were talking about insurance and how we're just driving crazy with this insurance can, thing. But you really can hate of, insurance. You can hate the whole process. Yes, Go ahead. I do. I do hate it. it. But don't let it drive you. Don't let it bother you. Right. And that's what we were talking about is that there's, there's certain things in life that you just need to look beyond because realizing that the wisdom behind it is, is trusting in, in God more than trusting in the things of this world. Now, and, and a lot of us as Jesus followers will say that tongue in cheek. Right. But the reality is, is, is how do you combine that with, with living life? You know, because I think about my life, it's like, how do I strive to, to do that and also to be content? You know, because the Bible talks about that. Right. Um, and so for somebody who's older, Dave, what's, what's your take on that? You know, the only way to really understand contentment is to be in a position where you're doing what you should be doing all the time. Yeah. And, and in that process, you're looking for ways to make things better, but you realize you're in a position where you can't do better today. So you can relax and continue to work on what you're doing today. For example, for, for the health insurance thing for you, yeah, you could drive yourself nuts. You can say, boy, you know, this, this doesn't make sense and this, okay, get yourself covered today. But you realize really that health insurance is not really what is going to take care of you. Right. Ultimately, your human relationships and your relationship with God will take care of you. Yeah. Not health insurance. Right. 
And that's what you got to realize. So when you put it in perspective, you say, okay, health insurance is a nice thing. It's a benefit, and I should work towards understanding the best I can and get it to work the best I can. But in the process, if I've ever shifted my trust to it, mm-hmm. God can show you in a minute that you can't trust it. Yeah. If you ever shift your trust to your, your finances, your money, right. he'll show you in a minute you can't trust that. Right. I mean, you can't trust certain things. That doesn't mean that you're not working at having a savings, mm-hmm. you know, doing that kind of thing. I have young people that have obsessed about, you know how much it costs to live? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you have. I'm 61. Yeah, but you got to buy a car, and you have to have a phone, and you have to have, yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll tell you something else. Every dollar you put into a vehicle, you throw away. Yep. Oh, I hate buying cars. Okay. So, uh, how, I am I, it. how am I comforting you? <laughs> no, you know what I've realized? That's the way it is. Right. That's just, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's the so, way the cookie crumbles. Take that money, look at it, say, bye. Sayonara. And you're Toodles. done with it. Same with now, whatever our culture has made mandatory. Right. There's a, there's a part of it where all of a sudden you just say goodbye to it. Yeah. Uh, your phone, you're going to have a phone. Right. Whether it's the Nokia brick decide, yeah. or, the, or the new iPhone 10. Yeah, decide how much you're going to lose and start losing. Yeah. I mean, that's really what you're going to do. It's, it's not worth obsessing over right. and worried about. You're going to have to live somewhere. So you're either going to pay rent or you're going to pay a mortgage. Right. You can do one or the other. And you know what? As an older guy, I'm against rent. Right. And the reason is, is people are renting it to you. They're actually making money when they rent it. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They're right. making money off you when you rent it. Why don't you buy it? Right. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. So you look at it and you say, okay, I, but then I don't have a responsibility. Right. Go figure out how much money in life you're just throwing away. Right. Now I could tell you on a mortgage, you're going to throw some money away too. Right, just, you know what I mean? it's just the nature of it. it. That's the nature of it. But in the end, you'll have something to get back from that a little bit anyway. You, right. you live there 40, 50 years. You spent more in property taxes than the place is worth. Right. So you can't put that in there. Right. But remember, if you're renting, somebody's actually making money off you. Right. I, I love the verse in the Bible um, in Ephesians 5 where it says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. It means be careful when you go through life, there's ways to be unwise in life and to do things that get you off the focus that you were meant to be focusing on. Mm. And that's why you need to talk to somebody who's older in your life that you would consider has gone through the things and you consider somewhat successful in how they've navigated and just learn what they've understood because they're not getting thrown off the baseline for everything. Right. I mean, they're... They're still running on the baseline for some reason. It's not that they haven't understood creativity and new things. Mm-hmm. Um, my generation invented the computer. Right. You know, my generation invented the phones. You know, these are the people that came with the not not Albert. I mean, not the original phone, but I mean cell phones the way <laughs> the way that we understand cell phones today. So it's not that you're not creative and looking for ways to get better. Right. But because. Cell phone technology is going to improve. Does that mean I don't enjoy the technology that I have today? Right. But if I'm satisfied with the technology I have today, it'll never improve. Yeah. So there's this, this kind of weirdness where you learn to be content with where you're at while you're never content with where you're at. Right. 
And that's where health lies, right in that little seam. Right. Because now you can continue to get better. Now, I give you a modern day example. I, I am not a hunter, but we live at the edge of the woods. We do. I'm going to learn. You're going to learn to hunt. Not with a gun, though. With, with a, a crossbow. With a crossbow. You're going to go crossbow I am hunting? going to. You know why? Why? Because I know people who could use the meat. And a crossbow I could do in my backyard. And these deer are always there eating my plants. Man. So, I should come over and join so you. So I am just going to get a crossbow. And I am going to, when they come in to eat my plants, I'm going to surprise them. And I'm going to have some meat. And I'll call people who know how to cut it up and want it and say, I got a deer hanging in my garage. You know, come and get it. And I, I just thought, you know, what's really funny is, as I've mentioned this to some people, some older people, some younger people, yeah, they're all so willing to help me. Yeah. In fact, I got a guy that said, please don't go get a crossbow. I'm bringing you one. Really? He's going to give me a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, God, wow. you know what? Here's how you learn. Right. Now, am I satisfied not being a hunter at 61? Yeah, I grew up in Chicago. I really, you know, guns, I, I don't know. I, they're loud and they're, I'm, I'm just not into guns. Well, and it's a shorter season, to be fair. It, it is a shorter season. And I thought, I see so many deer. They pester my wife when she walks out in the backyard. So it's like, you know what? <laughs> how, do, how do they pester her? Just by standing and staring at her. Oh, okay. Because she'll look. My, usually when I go around deer, they run. Yeah, well, so. she'll stand there and she'll look at them and they'll stand there and look at her. You should give her the crossbow. <laughs> I should. I should. I don't, I don't know if she'd do anything with it, but she, yeah. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where, okay, am I content to live my life and never hunt? Yes, I am. Right. But I keep thinking, you know what? I could improve in areas at 61 years old. I can do something different. I can do something to help some other people that I've never done before. Right. I can do something to keep my hostel alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I'm going to learn something brand new at my age. I'm going to learn it. And the way I do that is by going to people who know how to do that. Right. Now, I think that's look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but wise. Even more importantly, if you go into Psalm, the very first chapter, it said, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm. You know, the, the, the person that is really blessed by God is one who just enjoys being with God. Yeah. That's who I'm looking for, for wisdom. The person who enjoys being with God. Right. I want to talk to them. Right. Regardless, they probably hunt with the right perspective. They probably pay their taxes with the right perspective. They probably go through healthcare things with the right perspective. Right. Why? Because they've got this other thing going on. Right. That overwhelms it all, that keeps everything in the focus. And I even think sometimes we're not willing to get the wisdom that we need, you know, because I even think of even when I was younger, there were certain people I would somewhat intentionally avoid, you know, if I knew that they were going to give me certain advice that would actually be helpful, but I didn't want to yep. hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, think we, I think we, you know, at some point in our lives, we've all been there. Yep. You know, and I know people that might be in that situation now where it's like they're doing something in their life that where they probably know that they could use some wisdom from somebody with a, you know, just a biblical perspective, but they're intentionally avoiding those people so what because do they don't want the wisdom. Are you pretending you're going to come up with the answer? I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't done it in a while. I know, I but remember. it's natural to do that, by the right. way. Right. Oh, it is natural to do that. It, it, uh, that's like I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing with, with temptation and sin. You know, when we give into temptation, it's just like, I knew that was coming, but for some reason I allowed Satan to fool me again. Yep. And then after you do it, you're like, oh, I knew that. And yep. you feel horrible. But, you know, and, and it's the same concept is that oftentimes wisdom is staring us in the face and, and, and that's yep. where we need to be willing to take the step of faith and say, you know what, God, you are 
my everything. That's not unusual. That. That's not unusual. It's just wrong, but it's not unusual. Right, right. And I just, well, I said that because I know that it's not unusual. Yeah, because the Apostle Paul said that to Timothy in chapter four. Yeah. Second Timothy four. He said, you know, they're going to find people to say it the way they want to. Yeah. And, and I've done that at, the, you know, doctor's appointments. I've mentioned that before. I go in, doctor says something, and I come home and, and tell my wife, boy, doctor said this, I should go find another doctor. <laughs> you know? And, and, and my wife laughs at me like, yeah, that'll solve it. Yeah, yep. go, go get somebody to say it the way you want. Go to a doctor that says you're not fat. Go ahead. Go find one. <laughs> and, and instead of going to a doctor, right. you walk in and they go, hey, chunky, you know, come on, have a seat. Yeah. I, and I'm thinking, I don't need that. I need someone that says, boy, you look great for your age. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Dave, you look great for your Thank age. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I wouldn't come to you for a do- as a doctor. But there's something about going to somebody who has the authority. Yeah. That isn't going to bend. Right. Where you don't want to go to them. Right. Because you already believe something and you want to stay that way. Right. It, we're all like that. And I think at the end of the day, we know the truth behind when we go to God. Right. You know, there's always the phrase that you say, God is older than you. He's smarter than you. You can trust him. Yep. You know, and I think, and he loves you. Sorry, yep. I forgot that part, yep. which is a huge part. Um, he's older than you. He's smarter than you. And he loves you. So you can trust him. And I think, I mean, there's so much wisdom in that statement. Yep. Why? And I think we know it deep down is we know that we can trust in God at all times. Even when we face life situations where we don't think truth applies, it always applies. Yep. And he always offers us hope. Why? Because we have to have that eternal perspective, and that's wisdom. Yeah. And you're going to get that as you get out of your own bubble. You have to get out of your own bubble. Right. And, and part of that is getting into another generation. I really want to encourage people, you know, it, it's Silver Birch Ranch. You can actually come up here. You can have someone like a senior pastor or a grandpa image or somebody, whoever. Right. You can have them come with somebody who's in their 30s and somebody who's in their college and somebody who's high school come up and volunteer to do dishes. Right. And do it together for a weekend. Oh, absolutely. Just just be together, be a part of a project, be a part of something together. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, Dave, you look at even our, our Nicolay Bible Institute, and it's the same sort of thing. You come, you know, they each have a mentor that's older than him. And, and even what we do here as a community, I mean, we just had like a, a harvest fest, you yep. know, that we got our staff together, the MBI students are here, and we even had some of the mentors and stuff. I mean, we had people as oh, even older than you, Dave, right. surprisingly. Old people. Old people. Yeah. There, you know, and we had people as young as my one and, her, one and a half year old son, and yep. we're apple bobbing and face pinning and doing all this, you know, playing bags together. And everybody's enjoying each other's company. Yep. And it and allows people to rub off on each other because it's that intergenerational and, the, and there's conversations yep. to be had and and I think it's very crucial. Well, you have to be intentional about it. If you want right. wisdom, you have to be careful how you walk, and by that it means you need when you're frustrated, it's okay. Go talk to somebody who's older than you, yeah, who loves God, who enjoys being with God, who goes to God for the answers, and ask them what they thought about this and and how they navigated this. And what you'll do is you'll end up sparking dialogue. You know, I really think it would be beneficial if if somebody was older and and they're in a a place maybe where they need to be taken care of, that kind of thing, and their mind is still sharp. Go spend some time with them. Sit in the nursing home with them. Sit somewhere with them and talk to them about life and what they've learned. Yeah. You you won't be disappointed if you actually are trying to seek wisdom. First and foremost, you need to seek God. Yeah. But secondly, seek somebody older than you who has sought God or is seeking God, and you will benefit from it as a young person. Right. Absolutely, Dave. And I think there's so much truth and wisdom in that. 
And so I, if you're listening out there, I'd encourage you, if you're not surrounding yourself with people older than you, younger than you, I would encourage you to go out and do that, whether it's through your church, youth group, whatever it is, because there's so much value in that. And so we thank you for joining us this episode of Younger and Older. If you want to check out a past episode, go to relate365.com and you can check out all the episodes. It's a ministry of Silbert Ranch. And we thank you for listening. We thank you for supporting us. And we look forward to seeing you here next time. God bless.